It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hey, hello, and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I'm Gary Mack, I'm your host, and I hope you all had a very nice week. It's been a little warm, and now it's getting cold again. Temperature is dropping, and, um, well, you know, it is winter, and we still have no baseball, so we can't even look at the fun in Florida, or go down there for that matter. Some people uh, plan their, their vacations around going down to Florida for spring training, but no, 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 no spring training this year. No CBA yet. Major League Baseball's come out and said if we do not have a contract by the uh, end of this week, then games will be canceled. Games will be canceled. We're heading towards another short season, perhaps. Uh, not fun. Not, not a good time at all. No CBA. And, you know, now the argument is starting to rage on Facebook and Twitter about the owners, the greedy owners versus the greedy players. And I saw one interesting give and take back and forth about um, greedy players. And a person came back and said, well, people don't go to see Steve Cohen play shortstop. That's very true, they don't. But the other person then shot back and says, but without the owners, there'd be no players. So who's the fault? Who knows? I, I, I you know, think both sides are greedy. I do tend to stick up somewhat more for the owners. Uh, because without the owners, there is no game. There is no players. You don't need players. Players never started a league that succeeded. They never started a team that succeeds. So the players are, are I hate to say it, but in this this day and age, but they're, they're a commodity. And... Uh, you know, it's like somebody that owns a business. You you own a factory that makes a product, and the workers strike. Well, the product doesn't get made, and they say, "Well, you can't make that product without us." Very true. But without that owner putting money into that business, and without that owner inventing that product in the first place, there would not have been any workers. For that job. Because, because there wouldn't be a job. There wouldn't be a factory there. 
So I think we have to take this all into account when we think about who's to blame in these things. And let's keep in mind that the owners just went through a partial season in 2020 and a limited season, if you will, uh, fan-wise because of restrictions in 2021 in which they, they lost money. And the players have to keep that in mind. Whether, whether they made millions on TV or whatever else sources of income they may have, that doesn't mean that they should have to share it. And with the free agents signings that were taking place before the lockout, that money was being shared. Whether the union wants to believe it or not, that, that money was being shared. It was a lot of free agents signed and paid very nice salaries. And I know the hang-ups with the arbitration and, and uh, the... Um, but fans don't understand that. Fans don't want to hear that nonsense. Fans want you to settle. They don't care about the economic nuts and bolts of the game. All they know is that when they hear these big numbers being tossed around, 665000 uh, 665, for a... Uh, a beginning salary or 750000 for a beginning salary. All they know is they can't make that when they're beginning salary. And yet you want them to pay $25 for parking in certain stadiums and $80 a ticket and, and $6 for a hot dog. That's what they know. That's what the average consumer knows. And, and why? We are never considered, the average consumer is never considered in any of this by anybody. The average fan is not considered. It's like the government saying, oh, inflation's not going to bother you because the salaries are up. But if your salary goes up, 7% inflation's at 9%. You're losing 2%. I'm sorry. It's simple math. Yet politicians don't see it. And the players' unions apparently doesn't see it that the, the people getting hurt here are the fans. And it's the fans that always get hurt. Maybe they want to move to a fanless game where it's played in, a, in an arena or a, or a stadium without fans and broadcast on television and radio. Maybe that's that's the future of the game. I don't know. The problem is that the commissioner... And the owners even, and the players' union and their management do not look 
long term. And they never have. This isn't something new, but they never think long term. They're concerned that the youth aren't playing, but when they see this, that's why the youth lose interest. Yes, the game could be a little cerebral and boring at times, but kids are playing it. I mean, try to book something at the the Cooperstown Fields that they have a, a whole set of fields up there where they have tournaments and stuff. You you can't book up there. The same thing at the Cal Ripken Complex. You can't. It's hard to book in these places they're filled up with tournaments and instructional leagues and all sorts of things schools that sort of thing so somebody's playing the game these kids are playing the game you can't get them to go you can't get them to watch it maybe When you do get them to go, the prices are so prohibitive. And that's part of the problem. If some team ever had the guts and cut back the prices to, um, I don't know, 1970 level or something like that, they'd be packed every night, I think. If you could pay, you know, even $10 for a box seat. Wouldn't you go more? I certainly would. And they and they have to do something with the parking. Why, why does it cost $25 to park a car? It's only a spot. I'm driving there. It's not like it's valet parking where you they take your car and park it for you. They charge you $25 to go through the gate and to park your own car. It, it's really lunacy when you think about it. But this is what's going on and I didn't want to go on and on about the the CBA and the owners because there's another matter I want to go on and on about but let's take a break and we will come back and talk about something else that's bugging me well stay tuned we'll be back right after this baseball and BBQ your place for interesting baseball talk opinions and history Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Musings. On Twitter at 
Musings GM. The Instagram is Mets Musings and on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516-619-6341. Okay, and I'm back. And uh, the second thing I'd like to rant about today, if I may, is Marcus Stroman. You know, too many times when somebody gets traded or they leave via free agency, I believe you should leave and be gracious about it. You don't have to be overly uh, lovable. Just be gracious about it. I had a very nice time there. Thank you. And goodbye. Too many players are not. It stunk there. It was terrible there. Blah, blah, blah. Forgetting that there's only 30 teams in the league. And someday, you may have to come back to that team. Never burn your bridges. Unless you're a top star that has no trade clause, ironclad no trade clause, you especially should keep your mouth shut. But, as we all know in Marcus Stroman, he never could keep his mouth shut. And his trap is going again. This time, all of a sudden, he says, I'm going to look at it here. He put out a tweet the other day in which he claims he received endless death threats, being called the N-word, hearing Black Lives Don't Matter, and playing for a front office who didn't care about any of that. You know what? I, I can't say if that's true or untrue. I'm sure there are people out there New Yorkers tend to be vocal that may have said something bad to him. But you cannot tell me it didn't happen in any other city or in any other fandom. And why did we not hear about this when he was with the Mets? Stroman used to complain and write about everything else. And yet, and yet, he never said a peep about this. He also criticized the Mets organizations for hiring Billy Epler and uh, said, look what he did in California, kind of hinting at, the whole mess with Tyler Skaggs' death and the cover-up, if you will, or, uh, you know, the, the death of Tyler Skaggs and how the organization probably knew about it and didn't do anything about it, that he was on drugs and all of this kind of thing. Well, 
you know what? That happens in only organizations. Let's not forget, unfortunately, that Matt Harvey was involved in that and admitted using cocaine drugs when he was with the Mets. Sometimes your own union rules don't allow the team to do anything about it. So he's glad that God took care of him and got him out of here. So are we. Marcus Stroman complains about the Mets organization, yet took $18 million from them when they made him an offer. The, uh, uh, I can't think of the name now, but you, um, I'm pulling a Biden here. Um, the, um, oh, he was going to be free eight. They made him the offer. He took it, whatever you call it. You know the thing. Anyway, he took that. Then sat out the season and and sat out the season in 2020. Because he knew he would be going into his final year. Okay, he, he didn't want to get COVID, but you know what? He sat it out anyway and took his paycheck for doing nothing and then criticized the organization and continues to. I just don't have room for people like that. Not a mediocre 500 pitcher. He's average. He talks like he's Jacob DeGrom or Bob Gibson. With Tom Seaver, he, he's not even in, he couldn't even, uh, he, he's not in their class. Not even close. His career record is of an average 500 pitcher. And people are desperate. And he goes, well, I pitched pretty good with through all of this uh, death threats and everything else, didn't I? <laughs> what, 14 and 15? His ERA wasn't bad, 3.02, but still. No, he was a cancer. And the Mets are better off without him. He was a cancer in the clubhouse. He caused problems. And the Mets are a better team without him. And what happens when things start to go south if they go south in Chicago? He'll start bad-mouthing them too. Now they're wonderful. The fans are the greatest in the world. And they are good fans in Chicago. This is not about knocking Chicago's fans. They're terrific fans. And loyal to their cubbies. I think this was a bad move for the Cubs, but rather they have them than we do. And I know what people may say about me, but I, you know, I don't care. 
I I never cared for Stroman. I didn't like the trade when they traded for him and they brought him here. I always felt he was a problem. And I think we continue to see it. And social media is uh, his ballywig. And you know what? He ought to forget about social media for a bit and worry about going out on the mound and pitching for the Chicago Cubs. And never mind knocking other teams that you played for because there's only 30 teams in the league. And you never know when you may need that team back again. So you never burn your bridges. That's when you end up playing in the Mexican League or the Japanese League or the Korean League or some other league because you've burnt all your bridges on the biggest show. And now nobody wants you anymore. We'll be right back. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show. And drop us a line. Leave us a comment or a voicemail question. Anything at all. Call that number, 516-619-6341. Or go to MetsMusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone. Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at MetsMusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash Mets Musings. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash Mets Musings. Mets news, a uh, uh, happier news. The Mets are joining the uh, 21st century, and they've officially hired former collegiate and professional softball player Gretchen O'Coin, bringing in the 27-year-old in a historic addition to their on-field minor league instruction team. O'Coin will become one of 10 women with on-field coaching positions in affiliated baseball and the first ever in a Mets organization. She was actually referred for the job by her mentor, trailblazer Rachel Balkovec of the New York Yankees. Balkovec was named as the first ever female minor league manager this offseason, received outreach over the winter from the Mets' new assistant hitting coach, Jeremy Barnes. Barnes, serving and in his former role as director of player development, received a vote of confidence from Balkovec on behalf of Orcoin, and the rest, as they say, is history. Orcoin's precise focus in the instruction of Mets minor leaguers is yet to be determined. 
However, I'm sure they will work that out. And congratulations to Gretchen or Coyne. And I wonder if Steve Cohen's wife had something to do with this as well. Uh, getting on, Steve, to come to the 21st century and uh, get some women in the organization on the field. So we're not the last team again to do so. Just a thought. Okay. Well, that's my last thought for this week. And I hope you enjoyed the show. That's going to wrap it up. And uh, please subscribe and like the show if you're watching it on YouTube. Yes, it's a video cast as well as a uh, audio cast uh, or audio version we do put out on anchor.fm slash Mets Musings. You can also donate to the show at that site if you choose to or we have a patreon page patreon.com slash mints musics would be very helpful to the show you know we do not i do not receive a penny for doing this i do this all all on my own just for you i am the producer the host the director the uh video guy the audio guy i do it all and and um, it would be nice to help out when you need uh, new equipment or whatnot. Uh, I'd like to improve some of the equipment, better video equipment, uh, but I need your help. So please donate to the show if you can. And let's see, you can also subscribe, as I said, on YouTube so you know when a new edition come out. You can also subscribe on Anchor or on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Outcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, hit the subscribe button. That way you always know when a new episode of the show will be out. And that's very important. Because sometimes with this crazy uh, season that we're having this year, who knows? I may go a week without one, and or I may sneak one in when I have something to rant about, like today. Okay, well, until next time, then please remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I will see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.